I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect. Today's episode is, What is Your Vision of a Golden Age? Many people I talk with say that they look at the world today and they can't even imagine that we can move into a golden age. And yeah, this is the prophecy from the Ascended Masters. So we talk about it, we dream about it, but what exactly do we envision when we think of living in a golden age? We know there have been previous golden ages on this planet, and I believe that many of us have this memory deep in our subconscious and are living in this particular time because the earth and all of her inhabitants are trying to give birth to a new age of spiritual enlightenment and brotherly love. And many of us feel this shift happening. I want to share a story from my own experience. And to set the stage, I have pursued spiritual truths and enlightenment from a young age. And I jokingly say that I was born with a mission to help the world. While attending grade school, the teacher gave our class an assignment to turn in three wishes if we could have anything at all. For me... I thought very long and hard to come up with these three things that are the most important to me. And I finally did. Number one, all men, meaning persons, know God. Number two, everyone has perfect health. Number three, there's peace on earth. Now, to me, that summed it all up. And I later came to realize that this was and is still my vision of a golden age on earth. So how do we get from where we are today to that place? What must change individually and collectively for such an age to manifest? Let's look at where we are today. There's a lot of discussion and political activity regarding equality. From a spiritual perspective, we were all created from God, the one source, and are equal in that regard. And I love how the spiritual teacher Mark Prophet says, and that's where it ends. Now, why would someone say that? That equality ends when we are all created in the image of God, equal? Well, because we were also given free will. And we can choose to stay in alignment with the divine law, which is the law of our being, or not stay in alignment with it. You know, if you look at man's human laws, that's also the case. We're all equal in the eyes of the law. At least that's how it's supposed to be. And we have the choice to follow the law or break the law. And there's consequences when that happens. And spiritual law, no different. So back to spiritual law, we are creators in the physical world. 
We say we are co-creating with God because we're using the divine energy from our higher self, our part of us made in the image and likeness of God, the part of God, to even exist in this physical world as well as to create. And we're creating constantly by the choices we make with our thoughts, feelings, and actions. And based on those choices, we can be in alignment with divine law, which is the law of our own being, or not. As an example, we are aware of the law of cause and effect. What you sow, you reap. You plant corn, you don't get lettuce. Also, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So, what goes out from you comes back. It's like when you throw a ball up against a wall. It bounces back at you with a lot of force. So, based on the choices we make, we have our results. And this is why equality ends once we are making choices. Now, this law of cause and effect extends from one lifetime to another. So the consequences of our choices do not always come back in a single lifetime, which of course means that we come into each incarnation with a certain amount of karma that needs to be balanced, as well as good karma that propels us to fulfill the purpose for a particular lifetime. We're born into a certain culture, to certain parents, with certain advantages or disadvantages, certain health tendencies or issues, etc., etc., all for the purpose of learning and growing and balancing our debts to life. Now, does that mean that every infirmity or negative situation we might be born into is a result of our past karma? Not necessarily. There are many reasons why that might be the case. If you remember the story of the blind man from birth in the scriptures and the disciples asked Jesus, was this man born blind due to his own sin or his parents' sin? Now, they wouldn't even have asked that question if Jesus hadn't taught them about the law of karma and rebirth. But here was Jesus' answer. He said neither was the reason. Rather, it was so that this healing that he performed could be demonstrated for the glory of God. So we see in that particular instance, it was not the sin or the karma of the man or his parents, but it could have been. And sometimes, just like in the life of Jesus, he came to bear karma of the world and he went through initiations that personally, he probably was not required to do so by his own karma. So we see that we can hold the balance for other individuals. We can come, sometimes a child is born, has a disease, and dies at a young age, and it's for the initiation of the parents. Or maybe that is all that soul needed was to balance that karma and go through that illness. We just don't know. That's the whole point. We don't know. But we do know that having an opportunity to rise above our limitations, our karma, whatever it is from our birth, and move out of that and make decisions and choices that we might spiritually evolve, that we might do more in our life than what our circumstances are dictating. That is what we need to achieve 
a golden age. Because as one person, individually, as we accelerate, we are lifting the whole world. Because in essence, we are all one from the same source. So we have to look at how do we think about the best way for society at large to go toward the golden age? Do we want to reduce everyone to the lowest common denominator so that we're all equal in this human sense? Or do we want to allow more and more opportunity for those to excel and to raise those who may have less opportunity, who may have less spiritual consciousness, to a higher consciousness? So this is a serious question as we face some of the dynamics that we're looking at in the United States and even around the world. I completed my university degree as an adult. And when I was taking a course, political science type course, I remember studying all of the forms of government up until the United States was founded. And I could see so clearly what a grand experiment. That's what the Senate Masters say. The United States of America was established with their sponsorship and it was a grand experiment on how men and women on this planet could handle freedom. It was and is an incredible opportunity for soul mastery and evolution. Now, does that mean that the United States is perfect and all things have come out well? Of course not. We know there's infiltration of dark forces in through and around this country and every country and, and the planet as a whole. In fact, Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh. He was not the prince of this world. His kingdom is of another world. So we know that there's a lot to work on in that regard. But at the same time, we understand that it is important to be able to have that personal freedom to accelerate then to bring others to a higher consciousness. Because as many on the planet move into a higher consciousness, that provides a tremendous spark and acceleration of all of the evolutions on the planet, no matter where they are and what other uh, level they are. And the more people become enlightened, the more you're going to find those qualities of a golden age. And keep in mind when looking at governmental systems, all government on this planet, even in past golden ages that are not recorded in our current history, there's always a level of hierarchy, meaning there is some form of leadership. And that leadership, of course, you want it to be at the higher consciousness, you want it to be at the Christ consciousness, the understanding of one's higher spiritual being. But there is going to always be that. So when we try to reduce everyone to the lowest common denominator to say, okay, now we're all equal. You know, there's nobody real rich. There's nobody real poor. We're all equal. There will still be leaders who form above those group of individuals. It's just the way it is. 
That's how it is in spiritual hierarchy. Of course, there's perfection and purity and no competition. But the earth is reflecting what is in spirit. Now, not perfectly, of course, but that's, that's the way it is. That's the structure. So you have to think about why then does the socialist experiment on the planet in various countries end up moving into a dominating dictatorship? Why does that happen? Well, because of what we're just talking about here now. It happens because lowering everyone to the lowest common denominator is not the answer. It's allowing everyone to accelerate spiritually, fulfill their missions, and accelerate all ways on the planet, whether it's financially, business-wise, personal-wise, spiritual-wise, whether you're owner of a, a huge corporation or if you sit in a cave and meditate all day. It's a matter of spiritual consciousness, not a matter of what you're doing. Think about in the Old Testament. Many of the prophets were very wealthy. They owned many, many lands. And they thought of themselves as stewards of that rather than ownership and selfishness. And so this is the point I'm trying to make, is that it is a point of consciousness. It is not a matter of whether you're rich or poor. We live most of the time in Ecuador in South America. Many poor people here. Now, something very, very interesting. They don't always see themselves as poor. They're poor from our standards. They don't necessarily have all the nice things in their home and every gadget that we might have in North America. But let me give you an example. A couple, a friend of ours, built a very beautiful home. And while they do that and they have the workers, what the workers usually do is they set up a little temporary housing. The workers and their families, you know, live in this little housing and they had one family basically and it's very temporary very rough just a couple rooms and that's it very rough and they also then built a small cottage but it was all modern and beautiful and this is where they that's where they wanted this family then to move in to be you know help them with their property well when the properties got all done and the little house was gorgeous. It was small, but it was beautiful. But this family did not want to move into that house. And they didn't. They said they preferred their simple two-room home. So this just goes to show you that being rich or poor, it, it isn't really, it's a matter of our consciousness. And when you have an abundant consciousness and you have a drive to move out of a limiting situation, whatever it is, whether it's financial, whether it's educational, whether it's personal relationships, whatever, when you have that desire and you grow beyond that, that is the opportunity that each soul needs to move ahead, balance any karma, accelerate and evolve their consciousness and move back to that reunion, that permanent reunion with their I am presence with God in the ritual of the ascension. So these are things to just think about. I like to talk about 
current topics from a spiritual perspective. And to me, this is one that I think people need to consider this other perspective when looking at what kind of governmental system do we want to move into, going into a golden age. So I hope you enjoyed this and I will see you next week. And until then, you keep an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, download, and comment. I'd love to hear from you and your support is much appreciated. And don't forget, go to nancyshowalter.com to get your free electronic copy of my book, It's Okay to Be Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Increased Wealth and Personal Mastery, endorsed by T. Harv Ecker. And my free mini course, How to Speak Your Success, The Shocking Truth of How Your Words Impact Achieving Your Goals. I'll see you next week. 